Episode 153. Thank you all for listening to episode 152, Yokozuma, the 20-point parrot party. I am coronavirus here with my co-host. Um, a healthy bear. <laughs> right, uh, fit and fat Cody Bryant. Cody Bryant, and uh, yeah, they are they're not here in the podcast room. We are going live via Google Hangout because uh, I'm sitting here with influenza B in the podcast room trying to keep myself quarantined away from everybody. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy that you uh, stayed or you said that you had this dirty, dirty coronavirus from eating raw bats or whatever you were doing over the weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm much content to not get that sickness. Yeah, I was... Right, right. And my, I would say my use, uh, face mask from the Philippines didn't come in yet neither, so I'm glad I'm at home. Yeah, and I apologize. It was from the uh, poker party. We were eating bats, listening to Ozzy, you know, and just said, well, whatever, if we get the uh, coronavirus or flu or AIDS or whatever, that's what's going to happen, and that's what happened. You went from eating that, listening to Ozzy, to being down with the sickness with Disturbed? Is yeah. that what I'm getting? Yeah, that's exactly what you're getting. You are absolutely correct. So, just, that's what I figured. I'm sure. Absolutely. So uh, I know we're waiting on Parrot. Parrot will be here eventually. He had to come pick up a snowboard and, and get back to his house, and then he doesn't get service in the house, so he's going to have to go sit in the car and turn the, turn the heat on so he can partake in the podcast. <laughs> That is. That just, that just baffled my mind. <laughs> that's absolute truth. <laughs> I know we're still kind of riding high that. Tropical bird. Right, we're, I'm still riding high that he got all those trivia questions right last week, or well, helped us in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh crap! I'll tell you what, though, it ain't happening again. <laughs> no, never, <laughs> never again. <laughs> Like that, I'm taking all the easy ones. <laughs> yeah. You got to give him credit, though. The fact that he got Rey Mysterio was fascinating. Now, watch, I mean, we're going to do something for Yeah. He named everybody he knew. He pulled the whole Rolodex out. <laughs> That's about all the people he knew. All five of them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll thank some people. So thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawns, Lawnscaping. Landscaping. And actually today it's going to be, what, some uh, snow plowing. He's actually, he was reaching out to people to, who wanted to get some money tomorrow morning at 4.30 in the morning. He's paying, it sounds like, $17 an hour to get people to help him uh, shovel and plow tomorrow morning. So if you're looking at that, be sure to give him a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not wherever Bear says. Uh, the Philippines? There we go. The Philippines. So thank you, Sean. Again, 419-704-5471. I was looking for a few helpers, but by the time you hear this, he'll have already got his help. But for the future, he might be looking for some more helpers for any storm that may come in that is going to get us more than two inches of snow. Thank you to 
Tim at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for something. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area, Verizon.com. Thank you to Cassandra PNC. Visit her at the White House branch or give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help with all your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She's there to help. Thank you to Sparty Steve, sponsored the Frickers Lunch, episode 100. Also gave us a good spot to uh, play poker over the weekend. It was a good time. I know uh, Bear, Cody, neither one of you guys could make it, but we had seven guys playing. It turned out really well. Uh, One of the guys, Dave, who ended up really mopping the floor with most most of us he was up 100 bucks he uh bought wings for everybody which in turn he said this is actually your guys's money so thank you as well so it was a good time we had it up at the same spot so hopefully next time you guys can join us yeah i should i'm done with the layer now i don't know uh i had to shoot you a uh a picture of it. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I put the finishing touches down in the basement, so it actually looks like a uh, looks like a place where actually a man can spend some time at. We might so maybe we'll have to do the next show on location. Yeah, might have to. Yeah, play some uh, play some poker, do something, man. Sounds like you got the digs oh, for yeah, a good poker spot, right? Plenty of room. We'll be able to play some poker. Everybody be happy. That's right. And then, uh, of course, last but not least, thank you to Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Yeah, if you're down on your luck, your uh, dating isn't going as planned, you just don't have time, maybe you think your profile stinks, it is Valentine's Day coming up. So get with Connell, DatingTransformation.com to help you, you know, improve that profile and maybe get yourself a date on OV Day coming on up. That's right. So I like to hear. So did you see that um, we had uh, we did get something from Justin on the uh, Twitter? He I found it very yeah. funny, and uh, I, I can read this first one. Should I turn my man card in because I did not watch any of the Super Bowl? Seriously, not even one second. Yeah, that was a... The, the I, Super Bowl just not a game. Right. Let's talk about the halftime show. Yeah, that's it. That was the best top five all-time uh, halftime show. One, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty damn good. No, that was, uh, that was good. I don't care that they're both old enough to be our moms. That was great. Uh, yeah, no, don't care at all because they don't look it. They both look like they're uh, my age. There we go. Right. And uh, Shakira's and, hips and do not lie. Knows, I was about to say, as, as everyone knows, not that uh, we didn't, but Shakira's hips definitely don't lie. No, no. What was, uh, so what was the best part of that halftime show? The very end of it where, uh, or no, what about the, the very end when they were standing side by side and shaking? <laughs> that was good too. Yeah. That, like that, that was the best part. Some of uh, some of Shakira's hip gyrations 
made me worry that she's going to give Janet Jackson a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was happening too. I was waiting for it. <laughs> so thank you, of course. I'm not, no, I'm not talking about the North End. Yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so thank you to uh, Justin on the Twitter. Um, did you guys see the the trade that went down in baseball between the Dodgers and the Red Sox? Bear, did you see that by chance? I saw Bet was moving, but I didn't see the full deal. Can you? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a blockbuster deal, man. So what it was, uh, Mookie Betts and what David Price both went to the Dodgers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. They went to the Dodgers. Uh, Jock Peterson went to the Angels, and uh, I think just uh, like two prospects went back to Boston. That's and then I think Minnesota was involved in it somehow too. I can't remember offhand. Yeah, I don't remember offhand either. I know. I knew that happened. I know, like, Pax, Paxton for the Yankees is out three to four months. I do know that. He's injured because of surgery. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think with that trade, obviously, it helps out the Dodgers' offense. Um, I David Price is done and over with. I mean, he might be good for go 13 and 11. Uh, maybe a little bit better because he's back in the NL and doesn't have to face the uh, DH anymore. He gets the picture, the pitcher. Excuse me. That might help out a little bit. I mean, he's just he hasn't been the same pitcher in the last three years that he had after his Cy Young campaign and all that. Um, and, you know, uh, but bet over Jock Peterson. Yeah, I do like Jock Peterson. I think he's a great player. I think uh, now the Angels, you know, with Trout and Peterson, they're you know that's pretty good for them. I think they're going to be a surprise team this year in the MLB, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a couple of weeks when we make our uh, early MLB pick. But, you know, I, I really think that uh, it was a good trade for the Dodgers. You know, the Red Sox, after what just went down with the whole scandal, they're probably going to be on a rebuild, be my guess. Yeah, the yeah, Red Sox didn't want to pay that luxury tax, and that was the biggest thing. You know, they have... I mean, the Red Sox, they signed a bunch of bad deals over the last few years. I mean, they gave Price all the money they gave him. Um, Chris Sale is supposed to make like 30 to $40 million this year, and he's got a bad elbow. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, they got a guy right now that they're paying almost $20 million a year uh, to – he's basically on the DL. With, you know, he's injury prone. And so, I mean, you got all these bad deals on the books still. And then your farm system isn't anything. I mean, really, that was the biggest deal with Boston, so they could rebuild their farm system. So, and I mean, to figure out, to find somebody like Dodgers that they already have that farm system and they have the money to buy, to, to get these big names. Uh, so, you know, it works out for the Dodgers. I mean, it wouldn't be... I mean, the Dodgers are almost a lock, you know, for the World Series coming out of the National League right now. And, I mean, Mookie Betts, he, he, Mookie Betts is easily the second-best player in baseball the last couple of years. So, behind Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. I mean, now their outfield is stacked. Um, their lineup itself is stacked now. 
you know, without before you even get to the pitcher spot. So, you know, this this is probably it was a no brainer. And Mookie Betts is basically it's a one year deal. So you gotta think and you can't win you can't lose. When you have a win now built team, Kershaw, he's still you know, he still can get you to the playoffs. Price is still good enough to pitch in the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, you not for them and they want to do win now, it's perfect. It's a perfect situation. And uh, I think – Yeah, I can't I, – Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was about to say I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, the Dodgers are going to be the NL favorite. There's no doubt about it. Um, they just gotta get over those choking woes, those bad pitching woes in the World Series. Man. Simple as that. Agreed, and I think. Uh, yeah, well, I guess now kind of they can pitch to the Astros, and you know, or well, yeah, they can pitch to the Astros, and no, you know, they don't know what's coming now. Right, and uh, <laughs> Parrot, did you join us, Parrot? I heard something come on. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I thought the Yankees are going to win the series. So, I'm just going, so I didn't hear all of it. Well, we didn't predict yet. We were just talking about the trades. But, yeah, I'll, thanks for saying the Yankees will win the World Series. I, I hope you're right. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're going to get over that hump of being snubbed the last two years with the Astros doing all that crap. I think, I think it's their year. Well, we'll see, and we'll cover that more in a few weeks. We were just talking about trades, but uh, so we'll go into some other stuff real quick. So NHL standings, um, you know, out east, you got the Bruins in the Atlantic, seventy-six points. Tampa Bay's got seventy-one. Uh, the Panthers sixty-four. Maple Leaf sixty-three, and then um, in the Metro, Capitals seventy-seven. Penguins seventy-one. The Blue Jackets at 67. You saw they got their new goalie in there, Elvis, you know, is his first name, actually. So his last seven seven starts, he's got four shutouts, and he's 7-0. and What do you guys think of that? Oh, boy. Impressive. Yeah, he's looking pretty yeah, damn good. I'm telling you, getting hot. Getting hot at the right time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, you know, and then you got the Islanders at 66 points, Flyers 65 and the uh, Hurricane 63, and then out west, the Blues 72. They're seven points ahead of the Stars, eight ahead of the Avalanche, and then uh, the Predators are at 57 points, tied with the Blackhawks and the Winnipeg Jets, all 15 points behind the Blues. But the Wild are at 54, so you've got four teams within three points vying for that fourth spot in the Central. That's pretty good. And then in the Pacific, I mean, everybody's close. The top five... Or what, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, top five teams are within five points. The Canucks, Oilers, Knights, Coyotes, and Flames. And then the Sharks are at uh, 10 points behind fifth. And then the Ducks are 11 behind. And then the Kings are back at 43 points. So still, we've still got a little bit of time left. They've, they've mo- mostly all played 54 games. Some have played 53 or 55. Some of the Rangers have actually only played 51, as well as the Avalanche. But uh, so, you know, you got. What seventeen games left, and and uh, we're done, or eighteen or twenty-seven games left. I'm sorry, 27, 28 games left. Still some time left. Uh, it's fifty-six points that people could still get. So there's still a lot of season left. And they did. When's their All Star break? Aren't they going into that now, or did they? They're about to have it. Already. 
they did have it last week. I think it was so much focus on the NBA that um, you just forget. Yeah, the All-Star yeah, game, uh, Kobe died. And, uh, the day of the crash was the All-Star game. For the NHL? Yeah, yep. It was like that weekend. Jesus. So, yeah, we do have some uh, – yeah, uh, I definitely miss that. <laughs> and then, but you know, there's still a lot of hockey left, and we we don't have the playoffs for a couple months. But uh, you think this is going to play out how it's looking, or do you think there's some outside teams that are have a chance to get in that aren't quite there yet? You know, somebody like the uh, Predators, or if you go to the East, somebody like the Maple Leafs who are on the outside looking in right now. Yeah, they, they are still bad. <laughs> Very bad. Yeah, not good. <laughs> I don't know. Give What do you think? They You think they got a couple years yet, three, four years, before they're going to be relevant? Yeah, let Eiserman, let uh, you know, I, this is his first year, so this is his uh, feeling out process. This will be the year to see, okay, who's ready to play, who wants to stay, um, and then the build happens. So, you know, he already started, obviously, with the draft. Now they'll probably go through this year and make some deals, maybe make some trades. I'm sure he'll be trying to gain as many draft picks as he can. He is a, uh, is a pretty good uh, eye for talent for hockey. Um, he's drafted a lot of good players. So we'll see. But, yeah, I, you know, I think they're at least three years away from being, comp- you know, being really competitive. Um, but I think once they get to that point, they're going to be there. So... Next year, the year after, I think will be steps in the right direction, but I don't think they sniff the playoffs again until, uh, what, is it, what would that be, 2022. Oh, wow. That's a ways away. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they got a, they got a while till then. Um, and, again, we still got some time left in hockey. Uh, and same with the NBA, but we'll switch over to that real quick. You know, most of the teams are 50 games in. And uh, the hottest team right now in the NBA is Toronto. They've won 11 in a row, but they're still seven games behind Milwaukee. 
which is insane. In Milwaukee, they've only they're what nine and one in their last ten. They finally lost one. Um, Boston's eight and a half out. Uh, Miami's eight and a half out. Pacers are twelve out. Seventy Sixers twelve and a half, and then you drop further back. Nets are in seventh, twenty and a half out. Magic are twenty one out in eighth, and uh, behind that, even the Bulls are twenty five out. They're four out of the eighth spot. So ways to go. Uh, my my sleeper team, the Atlanta Hawks, are. 30 and a half out at the bottom. Uh, but they did just get, uh, what, Clint Capella, right? Big trade this this yeah, week. Big trade. And Nene. Yeah, and they got Nene. Which you never see. I mean, they got two centers. Uh, odd. Odd. Um, well, I'm not sure. Uh, roster uh, small forwards they got. I know, but. You never, I mean, this was one of the weirdest trades I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, I mean, Clint Capella is a monster, an absolute freak. I don't know why the Rockets traded him. Uh, I don't get it. Um, and what they got was Robert Covington, who is all right, but, I mean, he's like a 30-minute-a-game streaky kind of player. So they yeah, just, he's a they're just traded Capella. So, I mean, he can do everything that Capella does. He's just a better shooter. And with that lineup that they have in Houston, it doesn't necessarily matter if you have a true five or not. Okay, when's he going to shoot between Harden and Westbrook? Let me know. Oh, that's right, never. <laughs> so, 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 why get him? You need someone who can play down low like Capella could and do the dirty work. I just, I just don't understand that. Yeah, but Capella doesn't fit in their game, though, is the thing. Like, that's, I mean, really, Capella, he was getting rebounds and everything, but he was often off the trailer coming down the floor. Like, they didn't, he wasn't really much of an offensive threat besides, you know, a James Harden driving dish or, you know, getting a rebound off of that. So, and then with Covington... He's a little bit more versatile, and he can handle the ball on his own as well. So, I mean, in theory, it's a step above Capella, but the way that they play in Houston, I don't know. They, they're they going to have to figure out something else besides getting Robert Covington to figure out, you know, how to win in the playoffs. So, it's, it's going to be more than that. Yeah, as, as a guy, as a guy who took the Rockets to win this year, uh, I think that I just I might as well just light that one on fire because I mean they downgraded in a lot. I just, my opinion, I think they did. Yeah, so um, and to, you're right. And to finish that out, sorry, sorry, Gary, to finish that Very out, good. Because it was a 14 trade. Um, the Nuggets ended up getting Gerald Green and Houston's first round pick next year. The T Wolves got Malik Beasley, one show Colonel Gomez, who's a big Evan Turner, and Atlanta's first round pick. So honestly, I think uh, you know the Hawks. You know they they got they got good. I think they they win the trade. T Wolves second, I guess Rockets, and then probably the Nuggets. I mean that would be the way I would place. I mean the Nuggets got a first round pick and they're sitting third right now. You know. Yeah. So they, and Grant, it's gonna be a late pick. Right. But, so, right. I mean, yeah. Too. Yeah. What what kind of blew me away, like you said? So Denver got what they got Shabazz Napier and then Bates Diop. <laughs> And then Vonley, and then of course Joe Green, who's hurt. But um, and you said they get Houston's first round pick, like you said, it'll be late. But he, that's what blows me away too, kind of what you mentioned. So Houston gave up a first round pick, 
and Clint Capella to get back what Jordan Bell and and uh, Robert Covington, and then Atlanta's uh, twenty twenty four second round pick. It's just all it's crazy. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that trade, but uh, whatever. Yeah, Evan Turner, you know. No, I was saying Evan Turner went to Minnesota too, and that was like you said. He's been in the league forever, and he's just bounced around to several teams. He's just, you know, he's a role player off the bench. Right. I mean, I I hundred percent agree. I just, you know, you said it, it kind of baffles me for a team that's sitting in fifth right now in the West that you know has to win, wants to win, needs to win, and they make a sideways move, I guess, and I'm being nice with that by saying that. Um, yeah, you know, you make a lateral move, you, you didn't make a move ahead like you wanted to, or you should have at least, while the Nuggets sitting in third place, two spots, three games above you, um, you know, I think almost made out in that. So, <laughs> I guess we'll see. You know, there's, again, a lot of season left. There's a lot of time to go. We still got Harden and Westbrook. And they'll just take over games as best as they can, but they're not going to play defense. And I'm pretty sure Capello was one of the top defenders, too. Uh, Yeah, and Clint Capella, I wish, you know, the Celtics are looking for centers to play behind uh, uh, Enos Cantor and and Daniel Ties, but I'm like, yeah, I would love Capella to go to Boston, but, you know, there's no way. They'd have to give up so much shit to get Capella, and they're not going to do it. No reason to get rid of Brian Tatum. Yeah, no, I don't don't see that. I I think... um, you know, I, I, there's going to be some more trades coming through down the pipe here, but um, yeah, I, I don't see Capella going to Boston. I, I think he's going to stay in Atlanta, and I, I, agree. I think Atlanta, you know, what they're what they're going to put together there could be decent here coming up. I think they need a couple more. Uh, you know, I think Trey Young is a stud. Um, you put Capella in that lineup, Nene can play a little bit. Um, you got a lot of young players there. You know, they they could certainly be on the up and up here if they got another. Uh, uh, I don't want to say, you know, big-time star, but if they got another good role player who can fit into that, you know, I, I think they'd be winning that. I agree with you there. So, uh, real quick, we'll go out west. Uh, Lakers are 38-11, three-and-a-half up on the Clippers, four up on the Nuggets, six up on the Jazz, who have lost four in a row. Rockets are six-and-a-half back. Mavericks, seven-and-a-half. Thunder, eight-and-a-half. Grizzlies, 13 and a half. And they have a two and a half game lead on the Trailblazers for eighth, and a three game lead on the Spurs. So, and then down the line, Suns, Pelicans, Kings, Timberwolves, and of course, last in the entire NBA, your Golden State Warriors. But the losingest team right now is the uh, Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves, losers of twelve straight. It's kind of rough. They were fifteen and twenty-two at one point. Now they're fifteen and thirty-four. Right. So, uh, not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so what about, uh, anything been going on any different in the, in college basketball for men's? I know the Michigan State just lost again. Um, speaking of their football team, D'Antonio stepped down, uh, as coach. They're looking at Fickle is pretty much the number one candidate of choice right now. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It could be fickle. I mean, you got somebody like Matt Campbell that could come 
come take over that job as well. Somebody outside the box. Dan Fickle's under. He's part of the D'Antonio tree of coaching. So, I mean, we'll see. If he does, he's got to give up. Uh, he's got to do a buyout, but we'll see what happens there. You got any uh, predictions for that, Bear? And they, they, uh, I, I hope they beat Michigan. I know they didn't have, uh, I don't think they had one, uh, top 300 commit in their team this year anyway. So, you know, they might not be losing much. And if they get somebody like Fickle, it might actually help them. <laughs> so, cause they didn't really have any commits this year. So, uh, what about Parrot? I don't know if you're still with us. What do you think? <laughs> We may have lost Parrot. So, Cody, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to college basketball until March Madness. Well, I we're, mean, ta- we're, we're talking about football right now. <laughs> I mean, they, well, they say the reason D'Antonio was stepping down, too, is there's a pending lawsuit right now um, against the football team, and he's involved in it. So they say that could likely be one of the reasons. I mean, to add that on top of them not being that great of a team, you know, when you lose at home to Arizona State, you know, that's kind of a sign. So Yeah, that, that's kind of rough. <laughs> but they did win their bowl game. So at least Antonio went out a winner. Yeah, I mean, well, I think D'Antonio's done. I don't think so. Yeah, he's retiring. He's, he ain't coaching. So it'll be it'll be interesting. So, um, what about college basketball? What uh, I know, Baylor still won. Yeah, Baylor, Gonzaga, uh, Kansas, San Diego State stayed the same. They are your top four. San Diego State is still undefeated, twenty three and zero. Um, and then Louisville, Dayton sitting in the sixth spot, uh, Duke at seven, Florida State at eight, Maryland at nine, Villanova at ten, and then you got Auburn, Seton Hall, West Virginia, Oregon, Kentucky, Michigan State, Iowa, LSU, Butler, Illinois, Creighton, Penn State, Arizona, Colorado, and Houston, your top 25. I mean, there's, um, there's, uh, from what I heard, a potential of uh, 11 Big Ten teams making the uh, tournament, possibly, which is absolutely absurd. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what happens in, in that time frame with where the Big Ten is. I'm trying to pull up the oh, sorry, trying to pull up the Big Ten standings to see because there's, as we were talking about, I think last week, there's some 
crazy. I mean, you know, Ohio State could be like the ninth seed in the tournament, which is insane. And they were almost, I think they were one for a week this uh, this um, college basketball year so far. Yeah, so, so right now, um, yeah, you got Maryland sitting on top of the Big Ten, tied with Illinois. Uh, Michigan State is a game, or uh, half a game back, followed by Penn State, Iowa, one game back. Rutgers, a game and a half back. Wisconsin two, Indiana three, Purdue three, Minnesota three, Ohio State three, Michigan four games back. Michigan sitting at thirteen and nine. I mean, it's it's remarkable that that there could be a potential of eleven to twelve teams from the Big Ten making the final tournament this year. But they're like, there's probably what the whole conference is going to make it. It'd be pretty damn close. Uh, I don't think Nebraska is going to make it to the tournament. They're pretty, pretty crappy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be uh, interesting here over the next, let's see, two, four, six, eight. Ohio State has nine games left before the uh, Big Ten tournament. So I'm assuming most teams have anywhere between eight to ten games left. So that'll certainly be a deciding factor. But you never know. I mean, it could be crazy, and friggin' Nebraska could win the tournament, and then, sneak in it's just it's weird because that's an automatic bid if you win your tournament right it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out and then hopefully this year i know jeremy beat us last year in uh march madness he was our champion and hopefully we take him out this year and um it'll be interesting but speaking of jeremy so he's ready for trivia so we're going to jump into that real quick um and what he says is because of the disappointingly predictable super bowl I will take out my frustrations on the podcast this week with three extremely difficult questions. But on the bright side, I will make <laughs> I will make them all worth five points. So five points each, so you can rack up some points if you happen to make some lucky guesses. And just to update the points real quick, uh, I just I went through and did it. Uh, Parrot is at seventy five. Cody and Bear are both at one twenty five, and I'm sitting at one thirty nine. So the first question is, of course, five points. We all know Steve Young was a great 49ers quarterback, but what team did he play for before going to the Niners? That is a wonderful question. And I and I you're gonna send it to me. Yeah. All right. I'll keep that open. I'll keep my. Uh, I'll keep the the text open so I can see, and good good guess there. I I I couldn't think of who it was, so I'm not even going to have a guess. But I think you're right. And Barry, you can just uh, say whatever you want, buddy, because he gave me his pick. I have nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say the um, young. I I thought he was with San Francisco forever, which is so did I. Kind of funny. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark and say the uh, let's just say the um, Miami Dolphins. Screw it. Uh, that's a good guess, but uh, Cody said Tampa, and I think Cody is right because he was pretty quick on that. And I I thought he was with the Niners forever, so I got nothing, and I got his text before I could guess. So I of course want to be fair, and uh, um, so. Looks like Jeremy's sent it back. He said, "Oh, uh, Tampa for I put Tampa for Cody. Tampa's correct. 
Good job, Cody Bryant. Nice. Uh, I remember they like signed into like this huge contract, but his mom like made him uh, try to like put in a trust or some shit. <laughs> Was it a special needs trust? <laughs> Might have been. So we'll see what the second question is here. All right, here we go. Who did the Atlanta Hawks select ahead of Chris Paul in the 2005 draft? Hint, he is still in the league. And if you are stumped, I'll even give you the college he went to, which will only make it a three-point question if you choose that route. I think we're okay with going with the uh, just the, the pro, right? Atlanta uh, Hawks. Man, I'm trying to be in the league still. That's what he's saying. Wow. Well, there ain't that many players from 05 still in the league. No, not at all. 15 years ago. You're going to give I us one guess? Was, I'm probably wrong, but I think he was traded there. He was, I don't think he was drafted there. I remember him playing there, but... No, I assume that this player is no longer with the Hawks. <laughs> 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 I hope not, at least. I'm trying to think of their roster. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, Cody, that was my guess as well, actually, what I just saw you say. See, I thought he was. Man, that's a, and I don't even think that was 05. Shit, maybe it was. I don't even think it was 05. He was drafted. He might have been, I don't know. Oh, and Jeremy, uh, you and I guessed, uh, uh, Cody, and he said, did anybody want the college hint? Uh, Cody, you and I are wrong. So, uh, okay, Bear, Bear do you want the college hint for three points or no? All right, let me ask him. College hint for Bear, because he already gave me the uh, he gave me the <clears throat> the answer. Because um, Cody and I are wrong. <laughs> so uh, North Carolina. Raymond Felton. Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams. No. <laughs> Would he play for Charlotte? Uh, I, sure. I, I don't know who he plays for now. <laughs> last, I remember, last I remember, he plays for Charlotte. Let's see. I'm going to look it up really fast. Marvin Williams. Yeah, that's what he's Damn. he's getting. He's looking at it right now. He does, yeah. Charlotte. He does still play for Charlotte. Yeah. Wow. Round one, pick two. Holy shit. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. No, I thought it was Horford for sure. Yeah, Man, we. I think Horford came out later, though. I think Horford's like 06 or 07, I think. Horford won the national title with Florida in 06 against Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, him and Joe Kim Noah were on the same team. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't remember what year it was. Huh. 
is making $12.25 million a year. Yeah. He was a beast coming out of college, though. All right, here you go. This is for zero points and pride only. What's his middle name? And if you've already looked it up, uh, don't guess if you don't know it. I'm going to just say Jerome. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, Alfonso. Marvin Gay Williams. G-A-E-Y, oh. just like the singer. How about that? Fun trivia for the day. That's right. Sorry, Jeremy, to uh, steal your thunder. Yeah, he'll be okay. All right, and then finally, which MLB team has the longest current streak of losing seasons below 500 record? Can you repeat that question? Yes. Which MLB team has the longest current streak of losing seasons below 500, below a 500 win percentage? And and here you go. He said he just gave another hint. There are four teams with five plus years now, but who has the longest streak going? I'm gonna just I'm gonna type my answer into him. I just sent mine to him. We'll see what he says. <laughs> I I said the Reds. You're saying the that Padres. My, I almost yeah, yeah, I almost guessed the Reds. But I thought that I I could have swore that they uh, had some winning records in like fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, I thought they had a winning record but still like missed they barely missed the playoffs one year. Alright, so it's a no for the Mariners. The the Reds are fourth at six years, the Padres are second at nine years. The winner? Son of a bitch. And so I just asked him, the winner? <laughs> It'll be yeah. interesting to see. Oh, we got to think about this. Um, man, who else is... Ah, oh, the White Sox are third at seven years. So who's number one? Uh, the Phillies? That's a good one. No, it's been a World Series. Oh, God. Yeah, like... It's not. I think we're overthinking it. Just, just really think. Don't think too hard. <laughs> now that I see the, the answer, Marlins? yes. Ten yeah. years in a row. Yeah. The dreaded Marlins. He said, "Good luck, Jeter." <laughs> Wait, who is? Jeter or the Marlins? No, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Um, oh, and... Iconic. <laughs> and, well, like, iconic player considered to be a GOAT, but the best Yankee shortstop they ever had, they moved to third base. Right. 
So last thing Jeremy said was, okay, everybody root for the D.C. defenders in the XFL. Cheer on Cardell Jones, Tracy Sprinkle, and Doran Grant from Ohio State. Feel better, Gray, and see you guys for wrestling. So uh, I, I guess we should before we, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking about football real quick, and then we'll finish up with golf on the show uh, today. So we'll put golf at the end. But uh, XFL this weekend, so um, – I, Bear and I, I know we said we're Dallas Renegades fans. Do you do you have high expectations this week, or you think that? How do you think it's going to fare? Well, I don't know if you saw, but on their broadcast, um, they are going to have live updates of betting, like live betting updates uh, of the over under of the spread. Like, so they're going to have it real time, the percentage of what's going to hit. I think this is going to be this is huge. Like, I didn't even think about that. This, that's going to change the game. There will, I will personally guarantee within the next three years, there will be a network like the Red Zone, something like that, that will have this exact same situation for the NFL. Guaranteed. You, you think uh, Vince will own it? I don't. <laughs> but I mean, look at what he did. look at what he did last time. You know, he uh, he put he had the overhead camera. Now look, it's, that, that's the biggest thing the NFL. I mean, it's huge, huge. So I, I really think that it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be awesome. I think that they're, and I hate to say that they weren't serious last time, but I think they're very serious this time, and it's going to be legit. Um, I, I really think that they stick around. At worst case scenario, I think they last longer than the AAF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you think they'll at least make it a season? I think you owe him 50 bucks, my friend. <laughs> like, you know, like the AAF was on CBS Sports and the XFL, they're going to be on Fox. They're going to have games on ESPN. So they're going to get the exposure. And you have they have enough former pros that, you know, want to play football bad enough to, to think that, that this will probably get them back in the league. That, you know, like the football, I don't think is going to be half bad. So, I wouldn't be surprised if this, you know, if this lasted, you know, three or four years, if not longer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I mean, just kind of like what you said, yeah, CBS Sports Network, well, you know, the schedule is, and, and the times were weird. You know, the schedule is this week, Saturday, 2 o'clock, ABC, Big Network. Saturday, right. 5 p.m., Fox, Big Network. Sunday, 2 p.m., Fox. I mean, it's prime time. There's nothing on right. this Saturday and Sunday besides college basketball. Right. 
And yeah. they're times that are actually accessible too. Exactly. Yeah, like normal times, you know. I, I think and then yeah I mean I think Vince did a good job this year I mean he, he had two years to figure this out he stepped away from the limelight and let Oliver Luck take over and I think it's gonna look well I mean you got you got you got Seattle at DC at two o'clock like you said on ABC on Saturday you've got LA the Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks at five on Fox and then on Sunday you got Tampa Bay Vipers at New York Guardians at two o'clock on Fox on Sunday. And then the St. Louis Battle Hawks at the Dallas Renegades at five o'clock on Sunday. So it, it'll be interesting. Do, do we know who kind of the starters are or anything for any of these teams? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Cardell's starting for DC. Um, you know, I, I think that most of these most of these uh, teams have half decent starters or at least some that were. You know, they got a little bit of NFL talent, in all honesty. Uh, let's see, on, I'm trying to grab these. Yeah, I'm looking at the... You got to think, the, the XFL, those guys didn't even have time to practice, really. No, the they first time. short training camp. Right, so, you know, these guys have actually time to practice to make the football, you know, look okay. I mean, and, and yeah, with, with Dallas, you know, they got a Landry Jones starting at quarterback, so former Steeler, former uh, Oklahoma quarterback, who is going to be with his old coach, Bob Stoops. Uh, you know, that'll be pretty solid. You have uh, Cameron Artis Payne played running back in the NFL. Lance Dunbar played for the Cowboys. You know, there's there's talent out there, no doubt about it. I, I think that it's going to be a very competitive league, um, and it should be it should be pretty exciting. I really hope it is, and it gives us football for another three months. Yeah, I'm hoping it. I'm I'm hoping it's successful. I I mean, I think that you. I think all of us know just from being wrestling fans that Vince does not like to fail, and the XFL to him was a failure that he wanted to get back to and and make it right. And I think he found it a way to make it right. So as long as he can make this last, even a couple seasons, I think it's successful. And even if you get some guys the opportunity to get into the NFL like you did before, I mean, I think it works out well. And I, 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 I wish the best for him. I think they have a good opportunity here, and I think he went about it the right way. He owns every team, and uh, he got the WWE out of it. Yep. I, I can't agree with you more. Um, there's absolutely, you know, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be big, and it's going to make him even more money. and. Um, you know, it might bring even people into, like you said, I, I like, what, like what Cody said, I really hope they keep the wrestling out of it and just make it football. But I think it'll bring some people towards um, wrestling as well. So I don't know if you saw this, kind of what they're doing. I just, I'm just reading about this. So did you guys see in uh, January, so the end of January, there's, I was looking at the teams and the rosters. There's actually a ninth team in the league. It's called Team Nine. I don't know if you saw anything about this. So what it is, it's an extra squad stocked with players available to fill open roster spots on any team in the league at any time. So the example is, say the St. Louis Battlehawks lose a safety in week two, they can call up a football-ready replacement in time to face the New York Guardians in week three. So they'll pull it right off of this team nine, which is essentially like their their, um, waiver wire, so to speak, or just free agents. So that's pretty neat. 
So it's still 40 players on that team that are still trying to get into the football league. So I think that's a pretty unique idea for the XFL to come up with. Yeah. Oh, very good. I like that. Yeah, this is my first time reading about it. And uh, so what Oliver Luck said on the importance, importance of an extra practice team, he says, you couldn't pick up a left tackle off the street in Scotland. We needed a group of guys who could practice and literally jump on a plane. And we know that people are going to get hurt, so we know a lot of these guys are going to start uh, ending up on a team right away. Yeah, so it's just a cheap way of having a practice squad. Yeah, exactly. I think it's smart. And uh, so Bart Andrus, he's coaching Team 9, and uh, he coached in the NFL, CFL, NFL Europe College, and other spring leagues, and he was an offensive assistant in Tennessee and St. Louis, won an NFL Europe championship as a head coach of Amsterdam in 2005, and he was a CFL head coach with Toronto. So he's coaching that that uh, Team 9. So they're, they're going to be the best 40 players that our teams want at the ready. All but one player was in XFL training camps earlier this month in Houston. So that's pretty good. And then all yeah, the- I'm, I'm just looking looking through the names and I just I don't see anybody I recognize um, on that t- on that team nine uh, roster right yeah Joe Callahan that name sounds familiar that quarterback but I don't know why that was the only one that I kind of that kind of hit me all the other ones that I really yeah, I, I didn't know thinking I'd see a name maybe even from college I'd remember but yeah that's the only one. I think my favorite name on here is Gerhard De Beer. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Or, 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 the, or a Corin Curvin. Yeah, Corin Curvin. Josh Jenkins. Bryce Bryce Cheek. <laughs> I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. I think we got time here. So um, now, so XFL again this weekend. Looking forward to it. Will be interesting to see what happens. I'm going to watch some of it uh, and see what happens. And then, uh, so Joe Callahan, he was on the look. Looks like he was with the Saints, the Browns, the Eagles. Huh. I think he was probably all practice squads. He was Packers, Saints, Browns, Packers, Eagles, Bucks, Ravens, Lions. And Seattle Dragons. So he must have got cut from the Seattle Dragons. Sounds like he's played everywhere. Yeah, no shit. And he was only there for three years. Um, also, a little bit of breaking news that just came through. Um, since Memphis had the rights to Andre Iguodala and he's not playing, he was sent to Miami to heat two-year $30 million extension. Really? Yep. yep. Wow. Oh, and, and then uh, Jeremy did mention, he says, by the way, the Marlins still have a ways to go to catch Pittsburgh 20 years in a row losing streak, 93 to 2012. They might get there. They've got time. They may get there. You are absolutely correct. Um, all right. So what about the – so we had the Super Bowl, of course, this past weekend. Um were you surprised at how it went out? Were I mean the the Chiefs, man? You can't you can't talk much higher about Patrick Mahomes. Three what three playoff games down by ten or more and come back and win. And the one with Houston, they were down by twenty four. 
It's insane. Yeah, I mean, they were right. Just like you said, they were down by 10 in every game in the playoffs this year um, and won them. Um, you know, Mahomes, honestly, played like absolute horseshit for the first three quarters. Uh, three and a half quarters, really, until about eight minutes left in the fourth when he turned it on. Not all his fault. Uh, his line couldn't protect him at all. They, uh, you know, that, that San Francisco defensive line, man, just dominated Kansas City's offensive line. But in the fourth quarter, they gapped out, and uh, Kansas City took advantage. Honestly, San Francisco secondary, I mean, was getting burnt all day. Mahomes just didn't have time to throw it. Um, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyree Kill in general, just brought them a lot. But like you said, Mahomes just had no time to throw that ball early in the game. Um, and then when they started going over the middle, the walk-ins and Kelsey, they started opening it up a little bit, got a little tired. Uh, and then you saw what happened, they took over. It was absolutely, um, you know, I thought the, the first three quarters were kind of boring, um, and the fourth quarter was absolutely, a, uh, it was wonderful, it was fantastic. And Kansas City um, showed you that a better offense is a better defense. Simple as only when the defense is tired. Yep. That D-line got tired, and the way that San Francisco has their team set up, they don't have that many guys that they can just rotate in on defensive line like that. I mean, Bosa... I, I, if if San Francisco wins that game, Bosa should have been the MVP. He had, what, like 14 pressures or 12 or 14 pressures on the quarterback? And he it was, was still, a lot. Yeah, and he was still getting there in the fourth quarter. I mean, you, you think that defense... He was the only one getting there in the fourth quarter after the rest of the D-line was kind of... They were done. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the defensive line getting tired, and then on top of that, you know, you can't necessarily depend on Garoppolo to win you a game, you know, and it, it kind of manifested it, it showed itself, you know, that was it third and 15, and he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, you know, on that post route. Yep. You know, he overthrew him, and then he was throwing everything high. Everything was high all game. You know, he didn't necessarily have – he really didn't have that great of a game, you know, when it came to, you know, throwing the deep ball. So, I mean, that you, you take that, and then they kind of completely abandoned the running game. You know, between that and some questionable play calls to where you go three and out on two possessions in the fourth quarter, you know, those two three and outs, you know, basically gave the Chiefs a chance to win the game. Yeah, um, and... You know, uh, Shanahan has now choked in two Super Bowls, but not a good look. Yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe this one I could get put on him. I, I'm not going to put the Atlanta one on him. He didn't come why he was the offensive coordinator that called the play. Yeah, but he also didn't play defense either. Yeah, but he, he, also he helped him get up 28 to play. After pass play, after pass play, when he's up by but at the same time, that's what the Falcons were known for. You got, you know, you got to, and then, I mean, that's kind of his detriment. But at the same time, he stuck to what brought him to the dance. You got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu. You know, that's you know, that's what got you there. Devontae Freeman didn't get you there as a running back. You know, their run game didn't get him there. That pass game is what got him there. Matt Ryan that, that, was a uh, MVP. Uh, when you, got 19, you got 19 minutes left in the Super Bowl. And you're up by 25. Okay. You run the damn ball. 
It shouldn't even matter if your defense holds up and does what they're supposed to do. I mean, they get paid just as much as the offense does. Well, why are we? But why would? But why would you throw it and give them time on the clock? It's the Patriots' defense option. Yeah, but if you're up, you know, they were up twenty-eight to three. You know that, like, really, that shouldn't even. You know, like, if the defense remotely plays defense, they should have never even got back into that game to begin with. Uh, right, because uh, you're going three and out by throwing the ball three times, and your defense is off the field for a minute and a half because your possessions aren't running the ball. Right. They're going to get gassed, and that's exactly what happened. Well, and if well, you look at it, and and teams uh, end up so losing the soup. An offense will never get gassed. In an NFL game. An offense will never get gassed. There's always right. enough players to be out there. They could put me out at wide receiver if they needed to for a play to get Tyreek Hill some time. And they don't even have to throw me the ball. And and it, just to add to it, teams that do not run against New England lose Super Bowls, i.e. Seattle, i.e. Atlanta. So uh, I think we all know what happened to Seattle when they did not run with Marshawn Lynch from the three to win the Super Bowl. Let's throw the ball instead. Yeah, but Marshawn wasn't really that great inside the three at the goal line that year either, though. Well, I'm sure he could have plugged it in for a goddamn touchdown when it mattered. Yeah, but the Rams also lost to the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. And they're exponentially better than Seattle and uh, Atlanta running the ball. So, I mean, running the ball doesn't necessarily guarantee you I win a Super Bowl. It helps, but it don't guarantee it. No, I agree. I'm just telling you that... uh, they should have ran that ball. When you're up 28-3, you got to let the time run a little bit, but they just kept throwing the ball. And then, obviously, this past Super Bowl, the Niners tried to get Jimmy G to win them a Super Bowl. That's not a good look. <laughs> I mean, he's not your he's not your guy. Yeah, I've been telling you that the whole playoffs. Y'all thought I was crazy. Who said you were crazy? I didn't say you were crazy. Their running games what got him there. My yeah, but you guys were flat out dismissing me when I said Jimmy G can't win you a game in the playoffs. Well, he didn't need to. He had to this past time, and I completely agree with you that you need him. He, they needed him to win, and he couldn't do it. Right. I mean, the only thing that saved them the last two games, because really, if they don't run for what two hundred yards against Minnesota, or no, that was uh, Green Bay. But I mean, if they don't, if the run game and the defense didn't play as well as they did against Minnesota, it was a good chance they lose that game. Right, and you know what? Jimmy G did look good for three quarters, and then it just uh, he was done when Kansas City started coming back. And you could see the difference of Patrick Mahomes and uh, Jimmy G. I mean, Jimmy G looked on point in the beginning, but in the fourth quarter, he was garbage. That's the Jimmy G we're used yeah. to. I think a little bit of Shanahan's pride came in there too. You know, like that that kind of took over too. You know, he's known for passing his the passing game and the way his scheme, uh, the way he schemes his offense to make his quarterbacks. You know, he to get to make them very good quarterbacks in the pass game. So I think a lot of pride took over too, which was the biggest difference in this game. I mean, Andy Reid. You know, at one point, you know, Kansas City's defense was getting gassed, man. They were getting gassed for run plays, you know, 10, 12 yards at a time. And, you know, Andy Reid started switching guys out on defense. And, it, you know, it showed. It helped. Right. 
And uh, you know, I, I I think I think that you know we we learned a lot. We the three well, you weren't here yet, Cody, but me, Brandon, and Bear all picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. So it played out for us um, like we thought it would. Uh, nobody wins a title because we all picked the Chiefs and our Super Bowl runner-up. None of them were there, so it doesn't help us. And um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, NFL's over already. Just as quick as it began, it's over. Um, now we got the XFL coming up, and uh, so now we've got NASCAR in a couple weeks. By the way, I am not going to Florida uh, the week of the 17th, so we'll be we'll still be recording normally uh, the next couple weeks, which is great. Um, you know, we've got Daytona coming next week, so we'll have our Daytona preview next week, which will be awesome. Uh, but this week we still got golf. Bear, do you want to tell us a little bit about where they're at this week, what we're looking forward to? Yeah, so this week they're playing the old uh, Beach Pro-Am. Um, you know, this is one of the longest-running um, one of the longest running tournaments out there. I think it's been played since, like, the early 30s. Um, it's just always it's always a fun one. Mickelson um, won here last year. He's won here five times. Um, I don't think he's going to win here this year, but they do play three courses, Monterey Peninsula, Spyglass, and, and of course, Tough Beach. So, always a good tournament. Always fantastic. They always have celebrities out there. Um, you know, especially when Adam Sandler is out there. I'm sorry, Heather Gilmore is out there beating up Bob Barker. Always a good time. So, um, you know, this, with this tournament, um, you know, it, it always depends on the wind out there because they're off the coast. And, um, you know, usually it's a little chillier in the 60s. I know, terrible it's California. It could be much warmer for that. Um, but, like you said, it, it's going to be a fun tournament. It always is. So, um, do you want to go into... Yeah, I'll give the uh, points updates. Well, I'll, I'll go into the points from last week and where everybody finished. So, uh, Parrot had Brant Snedeker, and he missed the cut, so he got a 66. Um, Ricky Fowler for Cody Bryant gave him a 37th spot. Brandon had Colin Morikawa, who was 25th. Barry, you had Russell Knox, who was 16th. I had John Rahm, who was 9th. So, updated standings. I am at 26.8, Bear 28.4, Brandon 41.2. Sorry, I missed Parrot. He's at 35.8, and then Cody Bryant, 53.8. So um, I will be the first pick this week, and I am actually going to use – I was going to use him last week. Glad I didn't because he missed the cut, but give me Brant Snedeker. I, I thought about going with him, and then when I talked to uh, our friend from New Jersey, uh, Fake Francesca, he uh, gave me some insight, and I was like, you know what? You're right. I think I'm going to go with Brand. Yeah, he won two weeks ago. Um, or not. Did he? Or did he finish second? Maybe, maybe he finished third. I think he was second ago, or third, he yeah. He played well last week. And then, yeah, he's, he, he does play well here. He has a good track record on this course. Um, and who Dub took uh, Fitzpatrick, Matthew Fitzpatrick? Correct. Okay. 
Daniel Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. I used to have a burger there. Um, he's made he's made six cuts in a row. He's playing some good golf. I think he finished um, I think he finished around 16th, somewhere in that area last week. Um, has a few top 40s over the last couple of weeks as well. So I'm going to take uh, Mr. Daniel Berger this week. All right, Cody Bryant. Great, great pick. Great pick. <laughs> I say I'm, I'm going to see. Um, you know, I'm gonna go Steve Stricker. Okay. Uh, all right, Steve Stricker, you are in with Steve Stricker. All right, so um, yeah, we'll get I, – I text Parrot. We'll get his in here before tomorrow. If I don't get it before tomorrow, he's going to get another DNF. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. All right, so uh, on this day, so the 5th of February, you guys give me the year like we have been doing in the past. When was the first Winter Olympic Games held at Clamonix, France? What year? 1938. Where were they at? Uh, Clamonix, France. Or Shamonix. Shamos. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, was it every... What's the Winter Olympics? Every two years? Every four. Every four? Like, uh, well, 50... I think 58. 24. Oh. All right, Jake LaMotta defeats future multi-weight world boxing champion Sugar Ray Robinson by unanimous points decision in Detroit in the second of their sixth meeting, his only win of their rivalry. Interesting. And it was Robinson's first loss in his first 40 pro bouts. So we just need a year. 42. All right, Cody. Uh, I'll say 40, there, no, 51. 43. Good job, Bear. All right. Uh, Howard Stern kisses New York Giant Leonard Marshall's ass over a bet. (laughs) Stern lost, claiming the Giants would lose the Super Bowl. All right, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'll say ninety. Ninety-one. 
All right. And what year was O.J. Simpson found liable in the deaths of Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson in a civil court action? 94. You said what? The civil court action? Yes, civil court. So obviously different than what it was. You said when he filed or the, the decision of it? The, he was found liable in the deaths of Goldman and Simpson in a in a civil court action. Say 99. 97. Oh, dang. All right. Uh, Ed Sable, co founder of NFL Films, elected for enshrinement in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, three. Uh, say 2010. 2011. All right. And uh, so also on this day, of course, we already mentioned it. Just give me the year. Patriots beat the Falcons 34-28 in overtime. Tom Brady, MVP. 2015. Cody Bryant. Uh, I, yeah, I say 2015. 2017, three years ago. Right. It was a lot longer. Yeah, no, it seems like forever ago. All right, and then uh, I think that'll be that's good for this. Let's see if we had any birthdays on this day. Any fun birthdays? Uh, how about Don Cherry? We all know Don Cherry, right? Hockey night in Canada. John Cherry. I thought you said John somebody. No, Don Cherry. I thought you said Don Perry. I was like, you know that. No, Don Cherry. C-H-E-R-R-Y. Sorry, the uh, coronavirus is getting to my voice here. Yeah, I did. A lot of here. So happy birthday, Don Cherry. <laughs> can can barely fucking talk. Oh, gosh. So he is, uh, how old is he now? 86. Last man. He's pretty damn old. Uh, how about... <laughs> how about... Adam Everett? Baseball player? A more prominent one here. So happy uh, 35th birthday, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. And uh, who's the soccer player, Cody Bryant? Is it Neymar? Am I saying it right? Neymar? Yeah, Neymar Jr.? Yeah, he is. Uh, his birthday is also today. He is 28. Damn. Interesting. Old-ass kid. Old-ass kid. So th- thank you to uh, Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Overline Sports Podcast. Crandall's Quality Landscaping, again, 419-704-5471. Call him. He could use your help to get shovel some snow, $17 an hour. Thank you to Tim at Verizon, Cassandra PNC, Sparty Steve, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. 
And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Keep running the ball, San Francisco. <laughs> Signing off.